0: Everybody, It's time for quickly talks. Happy Friday, Daniel.
1: What's up? What's up, everyone? Happy Friday.
0: Beautiful Friday. This is
1: yes, sir. We are glad that uh, you guys are tuning in again listening. Last episode, we had a terrific guest. Uh, I think we learned a lot from Mr. Dooley in the real estate world. Uh, and today is no different. Today, we're bringing another heavy hitter, a uh, young buck that is killing it out there in so many industries that we're going to get to touch in today. Mr. Face, thank you so much for coming.
2: Welcome, man. Welcome. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you so much.
1: Well, and you know, here, I just want to say, um, I admire what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, man. I've been hearing myself say that in all of the podcasts. Admire, admire, admire. and And that is what this is about. I want to bring people that are not your normal guys that I that I can necessarily look at and say, this is a guy that is doing well that I want to look after that I want to learn from. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you again for being here.
2: Oh, for sure. We're all hustling, man, while working hard, you know, making
1: helping our families eat, you know, that's right. That's right. And, you know, we do. I think our young generation, millennials and Gen Z's, we're following the value rule. And uh, I don't know if you follow it from Gary V, but personally I do and a lot of other people do where it, back five, six years ago, he taught us, the more you give, the more you receive.
2: No, I totally agree. That's, that's something I live by every day. So value-based services, we don't really sell anything that's not valuable to the consumer. I mean, it's borderline scamming if you're really not offering of value, right? Um, and, and then in terms of service, based businesses, which is where I built all my money, where it was, where everything's come from. For me personally, it's all about the consumer, all about the customer, the client offering value to them. um, And they offer value to us in terms of money.
1: That's right. That's right. So here's a few things that I've noticed that we talked about in the show. And number one is cars. I think cars have been a conversation here lately. Yeah. And, And the reason why I use cars is so people visualize the type of level that is coming in. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had a, a professor from Kennesaw pull up in a uh, Corvette, like yeah. a brand new Corvette. And, and we all know they're like $60,000, 70000 But he was a professor in Kennesaw. Yeah. And, and uh, the guy retired, he was a Coca-Cola uh, executive or whatever, and he did really well. Then we had another one of our friends pull in here in a Mercedes C-Class, $100,000 car. Uh, and before that he had Lambos and, and GTRs and then two episodes ago we had yep. a Ferrari. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a California T in the house. Uh, sweet, yeah. That was a cool red Ferrari. And then the, the last, last episode, we had a Tesla. We had a Tesla, Brand new Tesla. Is it Dooley? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was Dooley's, Dooley. the man. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I think uh, everyone should have a nice car if you <laughs> want to be in my podcast. <laughs> that's so funny. Yes, I mean, hey, you guys heard it
2: here first. That's the secret. You want to, you want to be on the podcast? Get a, get a sweet car. That's right. That's um, right.
1: What, what kind of car are you driving today?
2: Uh, today I drove an Audi R8, um, a jet blue one actually, in specific. And the reason I mentioned that it's one of seven ever made, um, and the one I have is actually the first of the other seven made. I wow. know one's in Germany, one's somewhere in Florida. I know one's wrecked. I don't know where the other couple are, but I know I daily drive one of those. Um, That is awesome. (laughs) What year? Uh, It's 09. It's Gen 1. Um, It's beautiful. I did
1: see it parked next to my Gladiator. It's beautiful. Gladiator looks
2: awesome too, man. (laughs) The two different, you got the off-road vehicle and you got the the track and the street vehicle.
1: That's right. That's right. Well, you kind of hinted to me outside that (laughs) it was one of many
2: hey we got some cool stuff on the way what
1: else you got dude
2: uh you know what's really intriguing me is the lambo sv or the svj Um, is it
1: triggering you or is it in uh, your driveway
2: it's 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 really uh it's coming soon Uh, that's all i'm gonna say you know um but i need a house i need a bigger stable to park it so that's coming first so if anybody's a real estate agent listening to this you know hit me up i'm looking for a house in duluth
1: yeah nice i think everybody's looking for a house and no houses to be looked at mm-hmm. you that's, know that's you know the, the market <laughs> you know right now so
2: I'm <laughs> not, i have no issue waiting but once i get the bigger garage we've got some new vehicles on the way there
1: you go nice nice well brother let's step back a little bit who are you who the hell is <laughs> face what do you do how old are you what is your backstory, brother
2: no that's a great question it's actually a question i've done a lot of you know thinking on the last couple months and i'll get more into that in a second but uh, I'm Fazam Ron. I'm 19 now. My birthday was a couple Holy of days
1: shit, ago. Holy years shit, 19 years old. Yeah, no way. I have not years see that coming. Up. We need an okay. alarm. Can you make a sound here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So I'm 19 now.
2: I've uh, been at it since I was nine. So it's been about a decade of hustling now. Um, and. I was like one of those kids that you see selling candy. I was one of those OG hustlers, you know? I didn't really sell candy. I stole faded spinners, puck sockets, um, whatever somebody wanted. If like three or four kids were like, I want this, I'd get on DHGate. Um, and if you guys know what DHGate is, it's like where the OGs of Alibaba go because DHGate ships it to you faster. Um, so, DHGate, I order a batch of 100 for like 20 bucks, sometimes 80 bucks, and then uh, sell each one for five to 10 bucks usually making a thousand bucks. And this is like a thousand bucks a week as a kid. Um, That's crazy. Wait, wait,
1: hold on. I'm not understanding. What are you selling?
2: Pop sockets, fidget spinners. Pop sockets and fidget spinners. Yeah, man. Everyone wanted
0: one back. I made a killing
2: off of those, man. And then, Really, where we made money was me understanding. All right, I can't be in every school at once. I'm getting in trouble, so I started literally leveraging. Like I started lending fidget spinners to other kids. I'd give them ten at a time. Like, yo, you sell these, you keep your cut, you give me my cut, and you know we we sort of expanded the operation, man. <laughs> it was savage. Oh um, man, yeah. So we we called it the free supply program.
1: That is a free supply program. That's yeah, so what we
2: called it back in the day. I mean, I got so you're loaning out I'm loaning out fidget spinners. That is bags.
1: amazing. What are you making? How old are you?
2: I I think I had about eight thousand savings i was like 14 um and that's if you guys don't know can can i curse on here yeah yeah yeah, yeah, if you guys don't know that's fuck you money as a 14 year old (laughs) yeah yeah nobody can
1: say shit. there's like a million dollars right there in adult money
2: i'm balling out when i say balling out i mean like buying whatever ice cream i want whatever
0: food i want you know just having fun you're not having to ask mom and dad for money you made Uh, it yourself
2: and that was actually one of the motives um mom dad can i get an iphone and i'm like 11 and I'm, i want an iphone 4 it just came out mm-hmm. and they're like you're gonna you're not getting the phone till you're in college you know they're like we can't afford that and i'm like all right and then eventually you know when i made this money i got my own phone i didn't, i couldn't get the data plan. Don't get me wrong i was old enough but um <laughs> I, I got the phone so halfway there but from there it transitioned to me understanding okay now i got the team okay this is this is a uh, it has a scaling issue i can't really like i can Le- only get so far
1: let me ask you something sorry to stop you right there but you're too young brother like you're 14 yeah you're doing this where are the mentors where are you learning this from or is this YouTube. just gut feelings it's
2: it's i'm like if you guys are meeting me now i'm a really social creature man i i mean i was standing outside uh school or outside uh religious uh or culture events and just like hey wants a fit i don't know man it's just it just it was natural to me like i knew what i wanted which was the iphone at the time and i wanted to get to that goal after it passed i'm like now i want bigger things and then my goal was to become a millionaire, right? So what I'm doing is using all this real money that I'm making and investing it in penny stocks and losing absolutely every cent of it. Because um, I have no fucking... Like, <laughs> did you know? watch the
1: Wolf of Wall Street or something? Yeah, the,
2: I, I didn't watch... I don't think it was even out at that time. But that wasn't... The goal was just... Uh, my dad actually was a day trader. He did it for a couple of years and then uh, he just stopped too much stress. And then he you know started taking shots at small business. Now he's an insurance agent. But... Um, I'm like, dad can do it. I can do it. We know what the hell. Like, yeah. and I got a couple books. He had some old books laying around and read them, dude. That's the one thing a 14 year old couldn't do is correctly analyze and read graphs. My, I just wasn't there yet. You know, I couldn't even do the correct math, um, to completely analyze it. But
0: Your brain jumping just simply into wasn't mature enough, enough to wasn't mature enough. Exactly. I didn't, any, yeah. any yeah. any, I didn't have
2: any sense of risk management. Yeah. I don't have any sense any of that. I'm just literally a kid gambling. Um, but like I said, I'm like, this is the fastest way. And that's what I was focused on. The fastest way to make a million dollars. And and that's what I changed to actually end up making a million dollars. But um that's a little sooner in the story a little later in the story. But so I'm, you know, losing all my money. Eventually I go back to zero, make it again. And I think I'm at like four thousand now and I've lost eight thousand dollars, all of it in penny stocks. Um like I was a professional loser in in the stock market. You have
1: man. to you have to embrace those sales.
2: I mean, that's what it was, man. And then but what it made me realize is all right. How about I stop losing money and keep the money? I'll have a lot more. And I was like, all right. So I started holding for a little bit while longer. And now I'm 15. And I'm like, you know what? Startups. Startups are where it's at. I'm going to innovate. I'm going to invent something and I'm going to put it out to the public. We're going to crowdfund it. I saw Kickstarter. Kickstarter started was really popular with a couple new projects recently. So I'm like, all right. So what I did with with the couple thousand that I had, I spent about two thousand on a three D printer, and that's back in the day when three D printers were actually like fifteen hundred, super expensive. Yeah. Now you can get one for like two hundred bucks. But yeah. so I did that. I learned the CAD program. I learned everything myself um, on YouTube, and I was fat at this point. I don't know how or why, but I was chubby. Um, but when I started working on this project, I would literally not do anything. I'd be full-time focusing on this project, day to night, school, and this is in the summer also, so we didn't have school in the summer. Um, working, 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 go to sleep, wake up, working, working, work, and, work, and it just wouldn't eat. I would forget to eat. So I actually lost weight and wasn't fat at the end of this project.
1: That's awesome. I Obsession know, right? for work. And and helped one. you physically. <laughs> you don't hear that very often. No, you don't. Right, Kenny? Do you hear
2: the opposite. No, but for me, man, I was just I was locked in. But at the end of it, what came out of it was this project called Eversent. Eversent was... Um, like a apparatus accessory as you move to release fragrance. So think of a car air freshener um, for a person. So if you ever forgot your cologne or your deodorant, it twenty four seven keep you smelling good. Um, and you can wear it in the form of a necklace, put it in your pocket. All How these small is ways. it? It was a... a, mm, Flash drive size, it looks like. Flash drive size. A little bit more than that. Um,
1: And you're supposed to dump your cologne in it.
2: So the way it worked was, you know the the perfume sampler bottles? Yeah. Mm -hmm. We used to give you I have some in my car. You just put one of those in there, you pop it in there, and it's just perfectly made to hold it. Um, It it was really cool, but don't get me wrong. I was inventing a fake problem to solve, okay? That's true. To some extent, yeah, you know, you do forget your fragrance here and there. Are you going to wear apparatus 24-7? Maybe, maybe not. But nevertheless... 3D printed the prototypes, got a patent pending, got everything rolling on it, put up the website, um, launched the Kickstarter campaign, it failed. Nothing, zero. Did it again, failed. Third time, marketing. I hired someone on Upwork to you know do all the copywriting for me. We shot a video. I spent $1,000 on that. Now I'm like $800 from my pocket now. Um, So now I'm running low. I'm like, holy shit, I never had this little money. Mm-hmm. And um, you learned this
1: from YouTube.
2: All this, YouTube. And- I, there's this guy, he still does Kickstarter coaching. And I was watching him in the early days and I'm just, absorbing I'm a, I'm a sponge at this point you know there's not i have so much op- optimism and if i didn't have that optimism if i was like honestly like a, a kid like that was a realist i'm like the of is working it, right
0: <laughs> and it important to note you're still 15 at this point right i'm 15 yep okay. still 15 still 15 still yep. a kid here yeah still no, this, in high school. this
2: whole project went through like um eight months um but or just a little bit around about there um so Third time Kickstarter marketing, we get, we dial everything in right. I'm I'm like okay, I need to leverage social hashtags, blah blah blah. I do everything right. Kickstarter campaign starts getting traction. I'm like holy shit. I wake up one morning, five hundred dollars. I'm like oh my god, people actually, and it's like thirty dollars a person. Yeah. I'm like people are actually buying this, you know. and Then I start pushing a little bit more, um, and no ads at this point. It's just marketing. did you
1: did you invest in the course from YouTube? Mm-mm, I just you you just did it the at, free at that the time, free value. we not
2: really doing courses like that, and not only that, I understood. I'm like. Okay, everything on, I can, I just got to know what to search for. A YouTube, Quora. There was a couple guys, you know, shout out to Gordon Miller. I don't know if he's still around on Quora. Um, Faisal um, was another one. These guys are random guys. I don't even know where they are in the world, but they were just like, I'd ask Quora questions and ping them and they'd always respond, you know. They'd let me pitch them. They'd help me out. So I had mentors along the way, um, but like I said, never met them. There's online. And when I say mentor, I'm not like, hey man, can you be my mentor? A lot of kids ask me that. that that's, right. not, that's not really how you ask for a mentor. Mentor somebody that's in your corner and you're just there. You can ask them questions, but not questions that you can find on Google. I'd ask them questions that are experience based.
1: Right. I, um, I always say that usually you don't, choose your mentor your yeah. mentor chooses you
2: and i agree a lot with that they, they, they got to see a lot of themselves in you to, and that, that's usually when i when i'm walking somebody through or i choose to hey i'm gonna help this kid out or i'm gonna be on this kid's corner it's been like he's a lot like me i wish i had this um and et cetera. but so ever since it taken taking off i think we're four something thousand funded this company reaches out they're like hey um do you have a patent or, or like a provisional patent on this i'm like yeah they're like oh Okay, can we talk? Um, I get on a call with them. They're like, hey man, so we're a company. We actually license these things off to makeup companies, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, like what what is happening? Am I getting scammed here? Like what is happening? They're like, can you send us a couple copies? So I I get the best copies of my product and I send it to them. Um, A couple days later, they're like, all right, here's an offer. We're gonna buy this from you and we'll give you royalties. I'm sitting there like, yo, I didn't even have a manufacturing plan. This is awesome. Like <laughs> dreams come true because it's getting closer. It's getting funded. I'm like, yo, okay. I'm like, I'm going to print 60 out of my time on the 3D printer. And it kept failing. So I'm losing my mind. I'm like, yo, project's getting funded. I don't know how to print these. I'm reaching out to companies. Manufacturing companies are like, you don't want us to make a real prototype. You want us to 3D and They're like, why? I'm like, because that's just, it's, it has to be porous and it has to have little holes in it. And, and.
1: It's got to be exactly the way you designed it. I wasn't
2: an engineer; it was a shit show, man. So I just got lucky with with designing a three D printer. It worked. Um, so I got lucky. These guys acquire me for about like it was. I mean, I'm pretty sure I can say now, but it was about fifteen thousand dollars. Nothing, nothing crazy. Uh, you um, are
1: fifteen, but you're dude.
2: Fifteen. <laughs> oh, just I, I close about like that. I'm about to be sixteen at this time. Also with royalty. so I did get a little bit more money over time. But nothing really happened to the project. Um, I. It's probably sitting in a warehouse somewhere right now and New yeah. York. The company's based out of New York. So it's probably in, in their little box in New York somewhere. Nothing's happening with it. But don't get me wrong. That's that's a whole lot of money to have as a kid. So now I'm 15 and now I'm like, okay, cool. Now I have nothing to do. Uh Wake up now. What's next? Exactly. I'm just like, damn, I really just kind of gave away everything I liked. So literally every day I'm like, it's it's not really depression, but I was like, <laughs> it was, it sad. Anxiety, boredom, emptiness. So I'm just watching YouTube videos, absolutely doing nothing. Um, I dabble with some random hobbies, but full circle, come back. I'm like, all right, I make a list. I'm like, what am I good at? Then I'm like, I'm not good at anything. I'm good at helping businesses, but I'm like, if I was like, it's just, it's like contradicting myself. I'm like, all I know is how to build a website, how to run a marketing campaign and how to make somebody else successful on Kickstarter. I'm like, wait, okay. Websites. Let's, 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 I started researching on that. And this is the before digital marketing agencies are like the next drop shipping. This is before all of this stuff. Um, I'm about to turn 16 now. Um, still 15. I started making a couple websites for family and friends. Um, and I'm like, all right, we're making websites. What are you charging per free. website? Free. free. I'm like, I'm going to see. Like you have to do it. You have to do it. Either you
1: become an intern or you work for free for somebody else. You have to, man. That's the
2: price you pay to uh, learn. <laughs> you to. So I'm like, all right, cool. I made two for free. Um, they really liked him. I'm like, awesome. And then I'm like, all right, now I'm going to go on Yelp and I'm going to cold call everybody. Um, that didn't work out. First that of all. That didn't work out. It, I mean, so I started calling and people would hang up. And then my, my new strategy was, I'm going to call. I'm like, I'm the website guy. I'm like, we're going to name our business the website guy. So people don't hang up right away and we at least get to the CEO. And that worked. We're like, hey, we're the website Guys. We have an issue on the website. Can I speak to um, your manager? And they'd be like, "Hey, boss, boss, there's something wrong with the website," and they think that we're the website guys. So
1: you are selling the problem. Yeah, I, mean, I always preach on that, man. That yeah, worked for a you little bit. You gotta sell the problem.
2: No, I agree. It's it's the the guys who had a perfectly good website, we wouldn't even reach out. You know, they, they don't have an issue; they just got it fixed. Right. Um, we actually used a couple indicators, um, like an old copyright or um, privacy certificates wax, so you can't even see the website. We'd be like, "Hey, this is the issue you're facing." would love to help you fix it. I fix some of them for free, and they'd be like, "Hey, can you also rebuild the website? Build a trust." Um, but th- that didn't work out so well for me. I went, I started knocking on every door. Um So I went I to, actually like, on foot, on foot, and I didn't have a car. I couldn't even drive. So oh, my man, yeah, I, I mean, did that. I lived across the Publix, man. That's I went part to of
1: my story too, brother.
2: It's part of it, man. And it was, that was that built grit, like that. That gave me this like layer because it, it's not so nice. And, I, and just so you guys know, if you guys have seen me when I was a 50, now sixteen year old, I didn't look young. Okay, I looked about 20, 24. What's your ethnicity? Uh, I'm actually Pakistani. My mom. Hey, shout
1: out to my Pakis. <laughs> I got a really good friend that's Pakistani.
2: No, I mean, hardworking people, like family. My parents are immigrants, but my parents from New Jersey, New York, but they uh, migrated from, you know, Pakistan.
1: You do grow a beard by the time you're eight. That's the thing, for so, sure. So <laughs> the
2: beard helped, man. I feel like if I didn't have a beard, because uh, people would ask me how old I was, and as soon as I said 16, they'd just literally walk away, leave. Yeah. I'd lose clients for it. But I, I, then after that, I started saying I'm a project manager for the company or an intern for the company, even though I owned it, I had to suck it up. That's how I got deals. But knocking on everybody's doors, and not a single person said yes. Um, I went through multiple zip codes, probably hundreds of businesses. Not a single person said yes. So then I went back online, started cold calling. One person was like, you know what? Why don't you come for a meeting? We're actually looking for a website. I come in. Uh, it was a yoga yoga studio, holistic one. Uh, I go in, do the meeting, do a couple meetings. Uh, two, three meetings later, I get my first contract. It's $5,000 website. I'm like, Ooh. oh, my God. I've never made this much of money. Out. Bingo. Once. I have a picture of me jumping around with the check. We got 50% up front, 50% after. I did the job. Um, the Website was amazing. I actually learned a lot because this was the first time I'm like, I'm not building it myself. I'm going to hire a team, blah, blah, blah. I learned so much. This website took me like three or four months, the whole project, the website, the ads and everything. Um, every project after that is like two weeks, a month. Yeah. Um, but this is the first one. This one came with referrals, came with me saying, uh, they're like, have you done it for anybody else? And now it's a client that's paid. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, and that gave me hope. Honestly, if it wasn't like another couple thousand clients that I would have called and they would all said, no, I would have stopped. I'm like, nobody wants this.
1: How, all right. So one thing that I did different is I did, I was able to get more clients right off the bat instead of just one, but I was never. What were you selling in the beginning? Uh, social media management. Okay. So we would post for people. Okay, And you know, I would charge like $500 a month. I tried it's that Something also. like that, it's like $600 a month and we would just post. Not even running ad campaigns, mm-hmm. not even websites. And if and if they wanted a website, I would charge like maybe 500 to a thousand bucks yeah. max. But I do admire a lot, the fact that he just went out in the first sale and was like 5K, motherfucker. And the, and the reason <laughs> <Pay> was, <up. laughs>
2: it was value. It was based on the value. I'm like, okay, these people sell products it's going to be e-commerce. It's going to be online. I talked about how much they charge for yoga. I'm like, so they just have to get like 100 customers and they've like doubled their money. I'm like, yeah, it's worth 5,000. And a lot of people, and, and if you guys are your business yourself and you're considering how much you should pay for a website, think about what what it's going to bring you in, in terms of value. During COVID right now, it's invaluable. People can't come to your physical storefront or they're not willing to. Right. So your website's worth a lot more now. Um, and, and that's actually one of the reasons I, I actually exited my agency. And I'll get to that in a second. Um, but so here I am, you know, I actually have faith now. I'm like, somebody bought it. Oh my god. My parents are even like, wow. Somebody actually bought it, huh? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, huh. And I'm like, yeah. that's what's up. You know, so I'm, I'm hustling and I'm just like on top of the world. And then with that money, I'm starting looking for a car because I'm like, I can't Uber. Uber is getting expensive. Right. Um, I'd go to like um, caf- cafes and we'd sit there and work for the Wi Fi. And then mm-hmm. they'd kick me out. they are like, you got to buy something. I'm like, dude, I got like $8. And this is before the website. I'm like, I got $8 right. in my bank account. Like, <laughs> I mean, I spent all my money I mean, on there and then investing in the beginning, like, I have some in savings. I'm not trying to waste money on coffee, blah, blah, blah. So now we got the ball rolling. So now I got a buddy, a couple friends from school, and I'm paying them like $300 a month, which was really low. But as a kid, it's like, okay, you know, 300 bucks is better than nothing. Right. Um, That's not low. I mean, they were living it, dude. We were doing good. We were messing around. We're having a fun. We're having a great time just as friends, learning. All those friends, by the way, most of them now have their own businesses or their own hustles. So we we all like learned a lot.
1: You surround yourself with good people. That's
2: for sure, man. I I'm, I can never, like, that was just one of the greatest times. Uh, without that, I would not be in the place I am now. But Well, fast forward, we start adding services. I try social media management. I sit down with this really well-known rapper. <laughs> he's, he, he's a, I, I can't say, and the reason I can't say is because of this, he's ready to sign the paper. And he's like, by the way, um, I'm showing him something. He's like, how old are you? I'm like, I'm not going to lie to this guy. I'm like 16. And he just gets quiet. I'm like, Oh shit! I lost the deal, did not. In my head, he's like, "All right, man. Well, I'll, I'll get back to you tomorrow." That's it. ghosted me, blocked me, never ever, never ever again.
0: Never heard from him again. We'll have to ask who it is off mic.
2: Tell us why. Tell me why, yeah, why you no can't tell it on mic. Because you know, i I don't want to. I don't want to do him like that. Because if you were to look back now and he sees some of our clients. he'd he'd feel so stupid. Like, we would have done so well for him. One of the things I'm known for now is social media. I can acquire any account. I can get you an username. I can get you all over Times Square billboards. I can get you placement on any account. And and I I knew I had something there, but I didn't get the opportunity. But shook it off, kept going. Um, But, you know, stuff like that does happen. I
1: want to know who this rapper was.
2: I I, I will tell you guys... um, (laughs) Uh, is he popular mind. today? He, he's, he's, he's from he's Atlanta. A, he's figuring in Atlanta. He's pretty big in Atlanta. Um, oh, man. I think I know who is. He has it his is. own clothing stuff. He's verified, of course. Oh, I know um, who he is. T.I. Hey, like I said, I cannot say <laughs> nothing, guys. But moving on. This is what I mean
1: by pushing them a little <laughs> bit to tell you stuff.
2: <laughs> like I said, I would love to, but it's just I, certain things with clients I can't, you know. But moving on. So we just kept going. We kept getting one by one more websites, um, more ads. Eventually, we got ad accounts, and I kept getting blocked on Facebook because my campaigns were too aggressive. Yeah, yeah. I was like, you know what? Mm, maybe I'll stay away from it. So I kind of leaned away from ads after that point and just websites. So we were purely project-based, which became an issue later. And we, um,
1: we, we, where's your team?
2: So it's it was me and my friends in the beginning. Then I hired one person. Then we couldn't afford them. Then I fired the one person. But
1: they're all local.
2: They're all local. Got it. Um. So we kept hiring. I kept scaling up and then scaling down. Scaling up, scaling down. And this is when I had to realize that I had developed SOPs, systems, processes, mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. that could scale. Um, so we scale up again, and now we're at maybe like two or three employees, a um, couple online, and one, two put in person. Um, and we're doing like three or four websites a month. We're making like 20,000 a month. We're doing pretty good. I'm excited. Um, and now all of our customers come from referrals. We're not cold calling anymore. We're doing some outreach. Um, we're using LinkedIn. I actually got blacklisted on LinkedIn for life. Wow. Um, from sending too many messages. You send 99, you send over 99 messages three times in a row. You get three strikes, and then you're permanently, temporarily blocked. And you can only have one profile on LinkedIn. So if they block your name, and you try to make another account, they block that account too. And it's ID-based. So Whoa. disclaimer, don't send too many messages on LinkedIn. I, I eventually, via connections and people I know, I ended up getting it back. I'm so grateful to have my LinkedIn back now. Um, but... Just just scaling, and and this went on for a couple years, man. Clients
1: all over the nation.
2: Yeah, so actually we grew, and we had Fortune 500 and publicly traded clients. Uh, Did a campaign working with McDonald's um, via another agency as a collaboration. Um, We did a campaign with Avid. It's a, I think, a billion dollar company. They're publicly traded. So we're just getting referrals on referrals, and companies are reaching out on my calendly, and that uh, we have a thing. It's like how much do you make? Is it ten million, one million, a hundred million plus? Somebody picked 100 million plus, I'm like, yeah, right. You know, I get on the meeting, I'm like, this is Bozo. Like, what what does he think he is, 100 million plus? You know, I'm like, why is he trolling so hard? I get on the meeting, I'm like, so what does your company do? And they looked at me like, you don't know what our company does? And then I, I quickly Google it and I see a ticker on the stock. I'm like, Oh my God, oh. they weren't lying. So we started getting clients like that. Um, so now I'm like, all right, we're doing pretty well. Um, we started getting press and this is like press. I used to go to sleep and wake up and I'd get a Google alert. So I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, I didn't even talk to anybody about this. This is, And we're getting called the top rated full service digital agency in Atlanta because we're in business for now about three years. I'm mean, yeah. fast forward a couple years, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is about last year, a three, three and a half years. And um, what's happening is we had full five stars not a single unhappy client. We did have one unhappy client and I give all of her money back. And then I, I told her I'd give her $1,000 more if she was not still happy. And she's like, no, 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 blah, blah, blah. So we never had a client on our books that stayed on our books that was unhappy. Um, so we did well. And then it, it's coming around. Now I have a team of 120 people. And when I say that, and it's fast forward, I'm talking about contractors. I'm talking about remote workers. I'm talking about full-time and part-time. So just pretty much um, like... I don't know how to explain it. Like you guys got to see, you had to see my, like my little flow, but we had managers, project managers, some were VAs, um, but a large, a lot of people to manage as now an 18 year old, uh, still in high school, about to graduate. And I'm losing my mind. Um, when we had 10 clients and we're making, you know, like 20, 30,000 a month, I'm still taking home in my pocket, like 10,000 a month. Yeah. And now we're making a hundred thousand a month. And because of all the people that we have just added... And you got to understand, we're a project-based agency. Yeah. So we don't make we usually don't make money after the project's done. So we it's spend done. all this time on one client, and that's it. So I'm still taking home 10, 15. And I'm like...
1: And you still got to worry about it. keep selling and selling exactly. and selling. Exactly. I have and selling all these... Selling.
2: Now I have so much more stress, so many more clients, mm-hmm. and I'm still making the same amount of money. Yeah. I'm always stressed, like you said, getting new clients. Yeah. Eventually it worked out because of referrals, but I didn't like that. I'm like, this is... um. This is unscalable. The way this is, we need to add something like ads that's or and, and, or uh, email marketing or something of that nature. I tried it a couple times. Like I said, it's, it's not for me. And especially when we had the big clients publicly traded, I couldn't be like, hey, man, um, the ad spend didn't kind of go through today. Like that's yeah. not, that's a non-negotiable. Uh, so, yeah, that's
1: a daily stress here.
2: So <laughs> what I decided to do was, and I was also burned out, like crazy burned out at this point. I'm not waking up. I'm waking up like 2 p.m., mm-hmm. you know, doing nothing all day. I'm buying. I bought a couple of crazy toys. Buying cars. Just buying dumb things to kind of fulfill that empty void of I don't like what I'm doing anymore. Right. Um, so eventually, I started looking to exit. I called a couple of my buddies that have agencies. I'm like, Hey, man, um, I'm looking to exit. Uh, you want to add a website division, or do you want to add, you know, my my clients? Um, and a couple of guys were like, Hey, man, we're scaling. We're not able to right now. Blah blah blah. But uh, I had a couple of friends um, who have a large ad agency. That's that's pretty much all I can say was. Very interested in acquiring our base, um, so we had web development clients, and then we had a couple people on our web maintenance plans um, that were between uh, 150 and 750 a month, um, and they had they need ad people, but they were never given ads people. It was always referrals, and they always wanted to do it with us. So eventually, I ended up uh, breaking a couple pieces of the company apart, but exiting the company. Like I said, we got kind of swallowed by an ad agency. So after that, I am super happy. I'm like. I, I did write by my clients. We had an honest business. We had a lot of happy clients. I made, you know, pretty much all the money I had at the time. I'm like, this is awesome. I'm very happy. Um, and the only thing I didn't mention was right before I exited, I started this company called Business Blurb. Business Blurb grew to be the fastest growing- Hold on. Before mm-hmm. you get to Business Blurb, yeah. I got a
1: question. On the exit strategy from the agency, mm-hmm. how did they value your agency?
2: So th- I learned so much- I learned so much there. Project-based agencies, man, don't have, like, they aren't, realistically, they aren't worth shit compared to reoccurring or um, a uh, SaaS-based business. Um, And also, there's also some things in there. For example, if you want to exit and you're willing to stay on board for six months to show you hit every single number, you get a lot more money. You want to exit and you're like, I'm out? It's just very suspicious, so you get a lot less money. The way our business was valued was um, people we had, how much net we were making, um, operating expense. We, they looked at all of our numbers. They looked at on what we were on track to grow with. Um, and then it took me, on me personally being a salesperson at heart, to be like, hey, listen, man, this is all value. It's all for this to you guys. You, these people have never been, they, they've asked for ads, but they've never been pitched by ads for us. They trust us. Here's the results. This client made a million dollars with our website. This client made you know, a couple million dollars. This client made a hundred thousand. Like these guys are doing well. They can afford your ads. So I had to sell it. The way I sold my agency was not traditional. I exited really quick, also not traditional. You're in an agency and you want, you're thinking you might want to sell. Start put talk to an agent or you know DM me. I'll send you the agent that I worked with. Um and start get get your listed business listed for sale now, because it's gonna take. It's a process. It's not you can't get out in a couple months. Um and get a good price a good good. Deal. And you had
1: to stay and work for these people, yeah, right? Me. me how long uh, no, did you no, stay? I, I didn't actually. No?
2: Um, so I got, I, I opted for less money to get out and get my life back. Um, so I transferred over. One of my assistants transferred over. My VAs all transferred over uh, to their company. Um, I just, I, I was there for a couple of days just to like, Hey, this is how this works or this is who's in charge of this and blah, blah, blah. And then I was out.
1: Um, That's crazy. Yeah. But, but like crazy. I said, I would
2: have gotten a lot more.
1: I'm not going to lie, dude, there's than. bad days that, that you like, you think about that kind of stuff. And and then it's like, like I'm building my dream here, you know? Yeah. You so, got
2: to love it, man. That, that's what people say. Like, Because I've heard a lot about, you don't have to be passionate. It's just about the money. But the passion kicks in now. In, in circumstances right. like this, where you would just hate everything, you don't like it, um, too much stress, you have a lot going on. If you're passionate about it, you'll persevere. If you're not, or you, you've lost that, or you've become burnt out. You will not persevere. You will just be like, all right, time to get out this bitch. You know, I'm done. Um, But I've learned a lot. And, and the thing is, FISMA Digital Agency, that was the name of our agency, was an agency, was a business I never, ever thought I'd sell. People would be like, so what's the plan? I'm like, this is my platform. I'm going right. to use this, build connections, build relationships, meet the businesses. And eventually, I'm going to build my own social media platform. Like, that was always just, like, the goal, right? Um, So... Leaving FISMO was just so like, it left me in a haze. Um, The good thing was, I had started, like I said, Business Blurb. Um, So with a couple guys. What is Business Blurb? Business Blurb, what ended up being was the fastest growing Gen Z media company of 2020. We're getting featured in a Forbes. We literally sat down with Fox Business, Business Insider. Like they're reaching out to us for interviews and I'm like, yo, this is awesome. Um, And we're getting named the next Forbes, the fastest growing media company. So what we did from zero to four months or three months in, we had 150 million Reach a month for Gen Z. And the reason, the way we were able to do that was understanding that kids these days are not interested in, hey, I'm going to turn on the TV and watch CNN or Fox, or they're not turning on the TV and sitting there watching news. They're on Instagram and they get their fact or fiction or what they believe is facts based on what they see on Instagram or TikTok. So we're like, okay, we need to make this content consumable. Um, So we start, you know, making dances. One of our partners was uh, a really well known TikTok star, making dances and making business and just news like, eatable, making it easy to understand in forms of dances, narrations. News, though. Yeah, news. like So, news. news,
1: you know, are usually bad news. I mean... How did you go around that? Or so, are you just sticking with business news?
2: So, we, so we, st- we we tried to stick with business news. You know, with pandemic and everything going on, we had to, like, get a little broad. But what we had to really... What we understood really quick is things are very political. The, the idea of a fact when Especially it comes to Especially on 2020. ...is really opinion. You know, you can see something as... I don't want to say anything specific, but you can see something from a right angle or a left angle. It's completely perspective. Good thing or bad thing can be the same thing. It's just based on how it's said and perceived um, by the people that you said it to. So what we did, we just started saying the blatant facts. So instead of saying this is good or bad, the CDC did this, blank, that's it. Now you make your own fucking opinions. So we, we we just say exactly what happened and it's up to the people to interpret it how they want it. And that actually led to like comments and all these like little mini battles in the comments. So yeah, you're in the get... middle of the controversy. Yeah. Um, so we're doing this on TikTok and Instagram. We're growing like crazy, like I said. Um, if I were to guess now, and I've exited that company also, um, if, we, if I were to guess now, they're probably at 200, 250 million a month um, reaching people across all socials and uh, their website.
1: All right. So where's the money?
2: So what I've learned really quick with, with, Business Blurb, as a news company, it's so much leverage to have media under your belt. Um, so we'd get reach, politicians to reach out, gurus, ad guys, all these different types of businesses are reaching out. So we were selling sponsored posts. Um, and the goal was always to make maybe a program that'd be like an incubator um, that kids would pay for. And we'd help them build their businesses and et cetera. But ads was the was the main median of making the money. But we all leveraged the platform for our other business. Uh, we used it to get pretty much free reach for our other businesses. Um, I exited because of issues with co-founders um, and liabilities issues, liability issues. Cause media, when you talk about businesses and other businesses carries heavy, heavy liability. Right. Um, That's right. And um, the big, I don't want to, you know, say anything. I don't want to bash anybody publicly. We, we started the project. We all did great. Um, I didn't feel I was a good fit for the business anymore. I wanted to exit for a variety of reasons, but um, yeah, man, what I learned was with co-founders do your due diligence Make sure there's no conflict of interest before. Make sure, honestly, now when I look for a co-founder and I'm like searching, I'm looking for people that I've been in like near-death situations with. People I trust with my life. Because if you don't, like I said, there's going to be issues that come arise later. Um, But...
1: Look, I'll tell you from my own experience, I've been through a few partners and... and I wouldn't say co-founders, I'll say partners. And I have chosen people that I knew from a long time and they still did me wrong. I chose people that... I did not know, and I brought them into work the next day, and I I even lasted longer with them, yeah, than the other people. So it's it's really, in my experience, in my knowledge, you got to be really careful. you It's you're a very to tricky.
2: And it's a very crucial decision. You guys will really underestimate how important it is to choose the right co-founder or partners, because um, in the beginning, even phase my days. Um before, when I was brainstorming I'm like yeah my best friend best partner easy no 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 man you got to understand you got to have a, a variety of skill sets you got to make sure you work well together period point blank um cuz you guys are about to go through a war together that's so, right y- literally the whole world against you guys that that's what it's about to be but so now I'm at, at this point and this is a couple months back exited business fleur exited fizma I retired I'm like this is it you know, I'm financially free, uh, you know, God bless. I'm like, I'm doing good. I bought my R8 um, and uh, I'm like, all right, now I'm just not going to do anything. What paid more? Uh, what do you, oh, no. Uh, Which F- one? FISMA, for sure. FISMA. Hmm? Can we say? Uh Okay. I, maybe maybe in a year I can say.
1: Can you give but, me a range?
2: Um, really close to the seven figures. Um, nice, dude. But like I said, if maybe we if were to stay on board and um, be there for six months, prove the numbers are real keep the company in one piece keep all the employees there Shh. yeah maybe would have been more a lot maybe up to the seven, seven figures but
1: how do they pay out they pay that out they pay that out monthly you correct?
2: so the, so the way it depends everybody has a different deal but um what i've learned so far is one way they do it is they will pay you like a lump sum and then every month they'll pay you like a like a percentage of what brought in that month as long as it hits like past this point Um, And that's where like a lot of money is made. I was talking to my agent, um, to help me sell the business. Um, and what he was talking about was, for example, if the business is making $2 million a year, and also when you pass, like depending on types of businesses, but like for a SaaS business, if you pass like $2 million a year, you're going to get paid a lot more when you sell versus if you're at 500,000 or a million. Um, so let's say you pass $2 million a year and you want 10 million for the business. They'll give you 6 million upfront. And the last four is going to be paid out if you hit the goals over the next year and a half. Nice. So it just, it just depends. Um, but I've exited. Um, I'm doing fine, and I've had I've had those. I've you know, diversified my money over the years in commercial real estate um, uh, properties and stuff like that. We're subleasing them out. Uh, I have my money some in crypto, some in stocks. So I'm really a diversified guy, so I don't really I didn't feel the need to work for a while. I got bored. It lasted like a couple of weeks. Why That's commercial it. properties? Commercial properties. One because I the way I saw it was with. Renting, I feel like, uh, in my opinion, like I said, I'm not a guru in real estate or anything, but if we go into like like harder times like now, people are not really looking at buying anymore. They're not looking at renting. Um, And I was getting amazing deals. I had one of my partners who's a real estate agent, um, and she's finding us like these killer deals, man. Like the building's worth $600, getting it for $380. Um, Damn. And at the moment, right now, maybe two or three little offices in all four of the buildings that I'm uh, partnering or I I own partially um, are occupied. 100% 100% almost. Uh, about 95 98% occupancy in all of them. So
1: And uh, of course, commercial. So they got yeah. businesses in there. Yeah. They got businesses in and there. And they, they have to, you know, you have to sign a five year exactly. lease. We
2: didn't, we didn't really do that. We made them sign like a year. And some of them, we have like $500 a month. They're really small offices. They do month by month basis. Um, okay. It's, it's working out really well. It could never be happier. Um, but that's where i was at a couple months ago nothing to do back to but now i didn't want to do anything for a little while then i got bored and eventually i'm like okay i do want to do something just and then um i'm like all right start traveling a little bit visit my friends in austin texas i go there and i just you know austin i fall in love austin distil yeah yeah uh, he's a actually colleague of my colleagues yeah that's
1: awesome austin uh know i know austin from um i think high school or yeah, uh, know he's part of a lot of cool projects, like like
2: Proof, um, yeah, Jarvis, Proof Conversion proof, AI, yeah, cool projects. Um, so I get there and I'm just like, this is awesome. Everybody I meet, and it's not, they're not ambitious about like five hundred thousand, a million dollars. They're like a billion dollars. I'm going for the unicorn, hundred million dollars. I just raised fifty million dollars. I'm like, yo, I like this big number talk. And what my mind started, what I started understanding was, I shifted my focus from small business to startup, big business to unicorn. I'm like. Then again, I'm about to be 19 now. I'm like, I'm still young. If I ever have a shot at shooting shots at crazy startups, it's now. When I'm 30, 35, I want a family one day, you know? I mean, I won't be able to shoot yeah. crazy shots. I can come back to service-based business, a safe business, anytime. But I cannot do crazy things. Um, maybe I can, but it's not, not the best idea, you know? Um So I started, like, learning, exploring, making new friends, networking. Um, And this was all, like, in my one-week visit there. Everybody I meet is part of Y Combinator. Y Combinator is, like, this very, very um, exclusive program. It's actually, I think, 300 times harder to get into Y Combinator than it is to get into Harvard. Wow, um, and Y Combinator is an accelerator. And this is all new. It's all new to me. Y Combinator is an accelerator that was behind like Airbnb, Stripe, um, Webflow. I know you guys heard of all these companies, you right? Know? So it's like awesome to me. And then I start talking to this investor, Gary Tan. Um, he was an inv- early investor in uh, Airbnb, Coinbase, and all these cool companies. Um, and I, I throw this idea at him, and I'll tell you guys the idea. You know, it's been under wraps for a very long time. But um, I actually sunsetted the project, by the way. So. Um, what happened was I visit Austin. I love it because of the people like this. And then I ended up moving to Austin. Literally like I'm on the plane right home and I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm moving spontaneously. And then I get home, pack my shit and I'm in Austin the next um, week. Moved in. I'm like, Yo, that's this
1: amazing. Is that's a man of action right there.
2: Spontaneous man. Every my family, my friends are like, what the hell man? You, you <laughs> what, like, Whoa, you just want to move your whole life. I'm like, yep. Decided. Can't change my mind. I'm going. Love you guys. Bye. Um, that's what I did. So now I'm in Austin and I'm like brainstorming this concept and the concept was giveaways um, and originally the concept was hey let's make a SaaS program for creators to be able to track data when they host giveaways i'm like nobody does that nobody does that correctly yet nobody does okay. that okay and if any of you guys are listening you guys are like holy shit you want to do it reach out to me i'll give you all the data you need start this company it's gonna be awesome i'll even make intros to gary tan he wants to, he, he was interested in something like this. why don't you do it um i'll tell you why so the reason i didn't do it was i'm like okay and i'm like wait I like that it's SaaS. It's a lot more scalable. But I'm like, what's the, and I started planning out the market size, how big this company could get. Um, I could see it making 30, 40 million dollars, which is awesome. I didn't want to work on anything that was under like, that I couldn't see a clear path to a billion dollars.
1: This motherfucker. So
2: no, and the thing is, like, I was like, it's very doable. I can do it. You know, I mean, it's cool, but it's it's not getting me out of bed every day. So then I I, I slightly transitioned the concept and I started looking to go fund me omaze um which is a company that giveaways things and for charity i'm like okay over 90 percent of gofundme campaigns fail i didn't know that yeah 90 percent. do you guys understand how insane that is um it's like ones- we were
1: saying we were saying a uh, a number the other day for realtors it's like 99 realtors sell one home a year
2: <laughs> that's dude that's tragic man yeah. i mean so because of that information that i had now knew 90 percent of gofundme's fail the ones that succeed are the ones that go viral because we all have seen them. Um, the ones that succeed have a large friends and family circle or community behind them. Everybody else doesn't. So I'm like, all right, how do we fix this problem? Because GoFundMe is raking in billions, okay? Right. In, in in fundraising and rev. I don't know how much about revenue, but in fundraising, they're raising billions of dollars a year. Um, so I'm like, all right. Omaze is for charities. They kind of own their own charities. It's kind of like a little thing they're doing. So I'm like, what if we combine Omaze with GoFundMe and then added a little bit to it so people will be able to make their own campaigns and if they didn't have a friend and family circle to support it random people would be inclined to support it for a prize. that's right companies called give Ward. Th- that's what i started um so now the way it works is if you need to raise money for your fr- uh, mom let's say she has cancer um and she needs a hundred thousand dollars you don't have a big enough friends and family circle or you're not going viral because that's why you didn't go to gofundme it's right. very unlikely um so what you do is you come to give award, you set up a campaign the goal is a hundred thousand dollars and because it's $100,000, the prize pool is at $10,000. Anybody who donates a dollar, a cent, or $1, $100, $1,000 gets the opportunity to win $10,000. So we combined the lottery and the action of gamification just of winning with giving. And I'm like, this is- wait a, wait,
1: a second. wait a second. Wait a second. Let me dumb it down for you guys out there. This guy created a website that is sort of like GoFundMe that allows you- To for every penny that you put in into this GoFundMe, which is going to go to a charitable event, to somebody like your mom that needs $100,000 for her cancer surgery, you get a chance to get a piece of that pie. You get a chance to win it as a lottery. So you're mixing the good and the evil and creating (laughs) something even better. It
2: works both ways because I'm like, people will gamble and feel good about it. And then people will donate and feel even better about it. I'm like... You win. It's a give award. Everybody wins.
1: It's a it, yeah. It's a it's a um, win win everywhere.
2: So I, I like this concept. I started growing, it and I'm like, how is it, is a recession proof? And then I'm like, vices usually do well in recessions. Alcohol all back. the time. Gambling. And I'm like, okay, I like I like where this is going. You know, um. And then I, I applied to a couple programs. I actually applied to Y Combinator. I got recommendations from some heavy hitters. Still didn't get in. Like, like I said, it's a very difficult thing, um. But that didn't really put me down. I, I spoke to a couple investors. They're like, it's okay. I didn't like hearing. Okay. Um, but that I, I had a prototype. Now we're building like the actual coded version. So I'm getting developed and funding all the milestones and I'm self funding. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't need no investors. I'm just going to do it myself. Um, and that That's was the best way to do it. it, it, it so I'll, I'll get into that in a second. Um, so I'm a solo entrepreneur. That's probably another reason why I didn't get accepted in the program. They want co-founders. Um, but I didn't get in and I'm like, okay, Three, three fourths of the milestones in, um, and I'm like, okay. And I'm starting to like talk to investors, making pitch decks. I'm like, why am I, what domain expertise do I have in this industry? Answer is none. I've never done a fundraiser in my life. I've never donated to a GoFundMe in my life. I've donated to charities, not a GoFundMe. I have like, I I have nothing that gives me an edge in this type of business. So I put it on pause because what I always wanted to do, once again, is start my...
1: Logan, buy the domain right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I have all the domains. Everything's done. The website's actually up in the back end. By the way, um, I'm looking for a CEO for this company. I'm looking for a day-to-day operator. Mm-hmm. I'm interviewing a couple people tonight and tomorrow. If you guys are interested, to hit my line. Um, but I want somebody to run this company day-to-day because it's wasted potential sitting there. Um, and if you were to start to do it from yourself, from scratch, you're going to spend $30,000, $40,000. I already have it done. Yeah. Um, so hit me up. But um, I always wanted a social media platform. From day one. That was a goal from seven years ago. I'm like, okay, this is uh, I have no domain expertise in this, but I do have a shitload of domain expertise under social media platforms. Um, So right now what I'm working on is a social media platform with some amazing individuals. You guys will not believe the people that are on board with this project. We're raising funding and with this company, we need like 50 to a hundred million dollars to really make it happen. So I need to raise funding, but... The bigger reason for raising funding is the leverage you get, the connections you get, the media and the press. So there's a lot of reasons for it. Um, I can't tell you guys too much on the social platform. It's fine. But, um, you Can guys you tell his name, maybe? Um calling it, uh, I mean, okay. If you guys really want to see it, it might be, maybe it might not be on my LinkedIn. The name is on there. It's just a placeholder name for now. Um, we haven't really fully decided on a name. Well,
1: I mean, save me the trip to LinkedIn. Just tell uh, me if right. it's already there. Um, what's, the,
2: what's the code name? What's It's the- code name and new social because it's some type of new social media. We own new social Inc. Um, State of Delaware, C Corp, blah, blah, blah. That, that by the way, if you guys don't know, State of Delaware, C Corp, that's how you want to do any type of company where you plan on raising funding for. Um, but that's the project I'm working on now. So that was the last like 10 years of my life that we just went through. Um, there's a lot that's went down, man.
1: That is crazy, man. This guy blew my mind.
0: <laughs> like, like really. If you saw that I progressively got more and more angry looking over the <laughs> courses that, that you've done all this and you are seven years younger than me. Hey man,
2: this is, is it, and the thing is, see, I get that a lot. And the thing is, you're not late. You're not early. It's just when it's your time. Y- yeah. You know, that's just how it is. And like, it's
0: not anger out yeah, of anger. Yeah. It's, it's like, anger of like you. S- <laughs> no, it's anger in himself. Yeah. It's, 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 not, you it's, know? Or it's anger in myself. And, and you never went to college.
2: Oh, yeah. No, I actually had a scholarship. Um, and the the terms were I had to be there every day. And like you were like, no. After school, I'm Skirt. like, nope. And then, Because I feel bad. Because I remember sitting down with the counselor at school and she's like, listen, we're going to give you, we can only give one student this opportunity. We're going to give it to you. Let me know if you don't want to go because I don't want to waste it. I'm like, I'm thinking about it. She's like, no, 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 no. We cannot waste this, and, and I didn't go, so I feel super bad, man. I wish no, you,
1: you should have good because no, you could because give it to somebody kid, else. No, no, some other wait, so they did it. So they did give, oh, it, so to they did give, give it to you, and you didn't go. Yes, oh. so, I do, so um, I do feel bad. So now you have to do that. Now you You, you have, have to put, put to. some kid through school. You oh my have God. to put some kid I through know. school. And he, he I cannot be your kids.
2: <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe
1: somewhere um, down the line you got to do it for me brother you got to remember
2: this podcast that, media. That, don't, quickly media do quickly media fund yeah
1: that'll that'll come back to you as good karma no
2: one day that's, that's something I'd, I'd of course i'd love to help you know um or maybe pay a kid to drop out of college and do like elon you know like hey that come too. intern for me bro um i'll pay you 50 grand pay your bills come hang out come intern uh come that's watch. even better yeah and learn
1: face uh dude we are 48 minutes in and i'm still amazed i have a hundred more questions to ask you um uh, just my last question that i usually ask is where am i going to see you in 10 years oh my describe gosh. your life in 10 years i actually
2: did this um in austin with a couple buddies on a whiteboard um we drew out what we'd be in 10 years in 10 years i'm going to be uh 29 which is still young my um, fucking age tw- tw- <laughs> At 29, <laughs> where I see myself um, on the Forbes richest chart, and not because money, like, and, and you guys might hear this and you might not believe it, after you get to a certain point of financial freedom, money doesn't matter anymore. You, you can right. already get whatever you want. There's nothing, like, yeah, what, maybe I can get like a mega yacht? Like, fuck that, man. Like, so it's not about the money. It's just about the influence. Um, the social media platform will be bigger than Instagram, um, or I will be working on a project that is not only notable for businesses, but for all people, Um um, in that sense, maybe um I will be in the States. I, I may might be moved. But the main focus is, is I'll the uh, main focus of what my tenure plan is, is adding mad massive value and influence to people's lives. Um somewhere in the online tech space. I have no idea where it's gonna take me, but that's my that's my
1: end goal. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank man. you guys for the
0: opportunity. Do you have do awesome. you have anything you want to plug or, or anything that now's yeah, your yeah. time to shine? I you mean, can do whatever, whatever you want. To, you keep shining, keep for, shining. Yeah,
2: for everybody that stayed to the end, realistically, like I said, I need a lot of help for all the projects I'm working on. I'm not gonna accomplish all this just myself. I need a lot of bright guys. So if if you're interested in fundraising and helping people, I need a CEO or a daytime operator for Give Award. It's either gonna sit there and do nothing. Wasted potential or it's going to become something big. We, I want to at least see it either burned to the ground in flames or actually succeed. I don't want to see it just sitting there. So I need somebody to help with that. Um, and if you guys are front end, back end or full stack developers, app developers, hit me up. You guys get the opportunity to work alongside some of the coolest people ever to help build this new uh, platform.
1: Does this person need to move to Austin?
2: No. Um, so... Speaking of Austin, I moved to Austin, and then um, I went to Mexico. Long story. All this crazy stuff went down. Um, and then I'm back in Atlanta right now. I actually moved some of my stuff to Atlanta. So I'm, like, nomading around, but my stuff is in Atlanta. Um, Austin's a really transient place, so I don't want to keep my stuff there. My family's also here. Um, so I'm pretty nomad. This
1: job would be remote. Amazing. Amazing. Well, as you heard it, you heard it. We're going to leave the
0: description in the link, right, Logan? See where you can find him. Come um, back. <laughs> Come back in 20 episodes and let's see where you're at. Dude, yeah, seriously. It's going
2: to be insane. Cuz already did the, we did the whole like 10 year flashback. And now yeah. it's like in 20 episodes, I think we'll have massive progress. Um, in 20 weeks? Yeah, yeah. Dude, I have three meetings after this lineup today that will like change my life. So, um
1: What are you afraid of?
2: Me? So, honestly, I don't really talk about it much. What I'm afraid of is I don't want to be that kid who like did so well till 19 and that's it. I don't want I don't want my high school years to, to be the prime. Yeah, I don't, want, you don't this want to, to peak be my right peak right now. I, want to, I don't want to ever peak, man. I want to always be growing. Um, so if anything, if I'm afraid of anything, it's not making progress. If you're not making progress, in my opinion, you're dying. You're dying. Yeah.
1: We've said it a few times. Yep. Dude, amazing. Thank you guys.
0: Amazing. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for coming by, man.
2: For sure. Thank you, guys.